Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dim, and I'm a tax sell veteran. I'm the leading tax sell expert. I am the author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I'm your host right here on today's Tax Sell Podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. This is a completely free podcast, and it's brought to you because of the Tax Sell Academy. If you are looking to learn more about investing in tax fault real estate, just head on over to taxcellacademy.com. Again, that's tax sell Academy. Dot com. All right, so last week we discussed tax liens. Specifically, we discussed investing with tax liens that had the lowest rates of redemption. Now, if you have not yet listened to that episode, I highly suggest that you take the time to listen to it prior to listening to this episode. But just in case you haven't and you don't want to, we're going to recap what a tax lien is as briefly as possible. So tax liens exist in about half the states. In these states, when an owner fails to pay the taxes on time, an investor like you or I steps in and we buy a tax lien against that property. The delinquent owner then has a period of time to redeem that tax lien, which means to pay off what is owed. When they do this, when they pay off those back taxes, they'll have to pay the delinquent taxes plus the fees and the interest that the tax lien investor will collect. When they fail to redeem that property, that tax lien can then be foreclosed and the tax lien investor will become the owner of the property. That's it in a nutshell, okay? Now, on last week's episode, as I mentioned, we discussed how you can target specific tax liens that will most likely end up going through the redemption period and not being redeemed, which will provide you with the result of being able to foreclose that lien and become the owner of the property, which is the desired result for many people. Now, when that happens, you actually go from a very passive investor to more of an active investor. When you become the owner of that property, you won't automatically make money. Sure, your net worth might go up on paper, but there is a lot of work left to transition that from a lien that you own to a property that you own, to a property that you have sold, that you've now made money on. This means you'll have to go through the entire selling process, which is a large portion of that equation. If you don't mind going through that process, if you don't mind that effort and that time and possibly the expense involved, no problem, right? I don't mind it myself and many others don't mind it either. But there are many investors out there who would rather make that initial investment than sit back and collect their interest from that tax lien a year or two later. The interest can get as high as 20, 25%, right? They'd rather just park their money, check their mailbox one day, and get it all back plus that nice, hefty interest rate. All of that while knowing that the asset is gonna be backed by real estate as the worst case scenario in their mind, right? So they'll actually do the exact opposite of what we discussed last week. Instead of looking for liens with the lowest redemption rates, they will look for liens with the highest redemption rates. They don't want that property. It's too much effort to sell, too much work, whatever the reason, they have no desire to own that property. Instead, they want to invest in that tax lien and they want to earn interest by putting their money to work for them. They want to part their money and collect that check one day. So today I want to go over a few property types to look for 
that will have the highest rates of redemption. Now, obviously, many of these could be redeemed the day or the month after the auction. So you'll need to work the numbers up and make sure that a property being redeemed so soon is going to make it worthwhile for you. But let's discuss those property types that will have the highest redemption rates. The first one, owner-occupied properties. A property owned by the person who lives there as their full-time residence is likely going to be redeemed. The last step before they lose their shelter, their house, is the tax lien redemption period expiring. When somebody comes to the realization that they're going to lose the only place that they have to live, they will come up with that money. If it's a financial issue, this is a time when people start asking for favors, when they go to pawn shops, when they do crazy stuff to pay off those taxes so they don't lose their shelter. But it's not always a financial issue. It could be something as simple as an oversight or an issue where the taxes were supposed to be escrowed by their mortgage company and the mortgage company forgot to pay. Or maybe the check got lost in the mail. Or perhaps the owner procrastinated. Or maybe they went on a long trip and just forgot about it. Maybe they got ill. Or the owners are divorcing and neither spouse wants to pay right now. The reasons are endless. But the best way to determine this is to look at the tax records and see if the mailing address of that tax bill is the same address as the house. You can check for homestead exemption to be applied as well. But if somebody is living there, if the person that owns the property, the person responsible for paying those taxes is living in that house, that is going to have the highest rate of redemption. The next ones are occupied commercial properties. Obviously, there are exceptions to this rule, but it's fairly rare to see an occupied commercial property get to the point of tax foreclosure. Now, if it's owner, user occupied, they're going to find a way to pay those taxes because not only will they lose their property, they're also going to lose their business, right? If it's tenant occupied, the owner will find a way to pay the taxes from the lease monies. Now, commercial properties do pop up from time to time, especially in areas that have economic challenges, right? But if the property is occupied, the odds are that the business in there, if they have enough cash flow to operate, they're going to find a way to pay the delinquent taxes on that property. The next type of property to look for are the large corporately owned properties. I've seen many to rename nameless Fortune 500 companies have properties get to the point of delinquent taxes. Now, you would think that they would never get this far, but oversights do routinely happen, especially when companies own thousands and thousands of properties, right? You would think that they have systems set up, and they do, but some of these will slip through the cracks, right? They have entire teams, and they still happen. Now, there's a big difference between buying a lien for a property that is owned by a Fortune 500 company and a lien for a property that is owned by... Uncle Ron's Big Backhoe Services in Bakersville LLC, right? Yes, company-owned liens go unredeemed routinely, but big company liens rarely will go unredeemed. Find the owner, Google the name, and learn about that company. Another one are the very high-priced properties. As nice as it would be to buy a lien for, say, $10,000, foreclose that lien a couple years later, and become the owner of a $10 million mansion. It just does not happen very often. The large majority of properties that end up going through tax foreclosure are going to be the lower-valued properties. And there's nothing wrong with these whatsoever in any way. There's a substantial amount of money to be made through those property types. But that's the norm. It's not 
the multi-million dollar properties. Now, every year I will see a few properties worth hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars that don't get redeemed. But if you review a tax sale list and you pick out the highest valued properties, there's a good chance that 99% of them will end up getting redeemed. And the last one I want to point out today really kind of corresponds with the one that we just discussed. But if you want to invest in liens solely for their interest rates, you should actually start with the most expensive liens first. So for example, if there's a lien for $30,000, you're going to benefit in a few different ways. First off, provided it's a good property attached to the course, you'll have your money in one lien against one property. So a $30,000 lien instead of $31,000 liens a piece, right? So it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to manage. And secondly, a $30,000 tax bill will likely be for a valuable piece of real estate since the taxes, of the course, are going to be based off the tax assessed value of that property. And lastly, the person who gets that $30,000 tax bill in the first place will likely be able to come up with the funds prior to the redemption period expiring. They just have much bigger resources available to them. So start with those big liens and then go smaller and smaller until you find exactly what you want. So hopefully this episode has helped you out if you're looking to just earn that interest on your money and you don't care about becoming the owner of the property. Tax lien investing is an incredible business. There are numerous strategies to make it work best based on your objectives. So between last week's episode, where we focused on finding liens that will not redeem, and this week's episode, focusing on finding liens that will redeem, you should have an idea of what exists in this business. If this episode or any of our other episodes have helped you out at all, it'll mean so much to us if you take just a few seconds to leave positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. And as always, if we can help in any way, we are ready to be of service to you. There are numerous links in today's show notes that can help you get started, including many that are completely free. We'll see you next time on the Tax Sell Podcast. Take care and make it a successful day. See ya.